Hello and welcome to the Rebecca Lee Podcast. I'm your host and wellness sis, Rebecca. I'm an LA-based holistic nutritionist and I'm here to help guide you through the world of wellness in the most straightforward, balanced, and intuitive way. Join me every week for casual big sis chats as I spill the deets on all things real holistic health and wellness to guide you towards living your best life. Now, let's get into it. I want to give a quick shout out to Cozy Earth for sponsoring today's episode. I absolutely love Cozy Earth's bedding collection. Their products are seriously so soft and comfy. I have them in my bedding right now and it is amazing. They offer a variety of luxury pillows, sheets, blankets, and more that add a casual elegance to any space. Cozy Earth also provided an exclusive offer for you guys today. If you want 35% off site-wide when you use the code RLPODCAST, go check them out. It'll all be linked in the show notes. Truly could not recommend Cozy Earth for all your bedding needs. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. You guys don't even know because I have one of my dream guests on with us today. We have the lovely Margarita. Please say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. We are so excited to interview today, Margarita. You are such a wealth of knowledge and powerful information for women that I think we all need to hear, uh, considering like literally 97% of my (laughs) listeners and following is females. And the second I saw your TikTok, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to bring her on the podcast. We need to talk feminine energy, you know, dating, confidence. Like you're such a queen with all of that stuff. I love you. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Yeah, no, of course. I'm curious to know, like, can you just tell everyone like a little bit more about yourself, like your journey? Like, how did you even get into all these things? Like, how are you so wise and knowledgeable? I think um, knowledge and wisdom has to come from a pain point, um, not knowing what to do, um, suffering in some kind of way, because if you are comfortable, you cannot grow Mm -hmm. or it's very hard to grow just to get motivation out of thin air. So for me, um, knowing about confidence came from a lack of it. Um, I was an immigrant growing up. I did not speak English. I um, grew up in a household without my dad. It was all these things that are designed to make you, I suppose, as a woman, feel like you're not standing on, um, you know, solid ground. Right. You feel a little taken, like you don't have your father's, like, um, you know, guidance to guide you. You you don't speak the language, all these things. So it was so difficult for me to the point where I was like, right, that's it what is the pillars of knowledge? What is it that one needs to do in order to cultivate that confidence in order to feel good in themselves? What is womanhood? What are we doing? Like, how do I conduct this life in a way that's most effortless and useful? How do I get to where I want to go? And it was just reading knowledge. I took um, my background. I did four years of stage acting So that's the whole reason why um, I feel quite confident talking or talking on camera. I thought that it was something I wanted to do. I wasn't necessarily even sure I wanted to become an actor, but I did stage and Shakespeare and all that stuff. And then I um, did a diploma in life coaching because it just fascinated me. I read Tony Robbins and all those people when I was like 16 years old. And I was like, oh my God, these people know stuff. And it just fascinated me. But my twist on it is from the feminine point of view. I don't talk to men because I don't know what it's like to be one. Point blank. Yeah. No, I I love how you kind of took like your struggles and the things that you've gone through and turned it into your power. Like this is almost your superpower now, you know? Like I feel like too many people nowadays are stuck in victim mentality and we stay in victim. We're like, oh, this happened to me and this person treated me this way. So it must always be like that. And it's actually the opposite. You know, you can take what you've gone through and turn that into your superpower, which it sounds like you've done. The biggest thing that I always come in conflict with, with my audience, not an actual conflict, but in my mind when I read it, is if a woman will write to me, yes, all good for you to say that, but my husband won't, or my boyfriend won't even, I don't know, let's take something super benign, like pick up um, after himself and put things in the dishwasher. It's all good for you to tell us what to do, but why don't you tell them what to do? 
And I literally sit there and I think, what good is it going to be me telling your husband who's not reading this what to do? (laughs) I'm trying to empower you to make a shift. You can leave him. You can do something. You can talk to him. You can go to counseling. You can go to the Himalayas and meditate. I don't care. (laughs) But what good is it me validating your victimhood online? 100%. That's literally the basis of it all. And you are so right. I think a lot of us women, we are giving away our power by, you know, putting it all on them. Well, they're not doing this and they're that, like, go tell them this and whatever. It's like, no, how are you showing up? What role are you playing? Like, how can you, you know, pivot your mindset or actions to then get it what it is that you desire? Because that's really what you're helping them with at the end of the day is helping them get the things that they desire. Exactly. And I got in the press for saying, Um, how to manipulate men. It's just a slogan. It's not a big deal. But all these men were so offended. They were writing to me. My inboxes were flooded with men being so upset. And I was like, my guy, you realize that the manipulation is to make you happy. And manipulation is just a marketing word. And it's just, I am pro love, pro family, pro staying together. And I understand the power that women have. If Cleopatra could sway a whole nation with Rome, I mean, what are we talking about? You can't get him to do the dishes. Maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe you need another tactic. Maybe you need to empower yourself. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Let's give you a solution. Yes, I love that. And I love how all your videos are very solution and action oriented and empowering, like as the woman. It's like, okay, here's some things that we can do. Here's what you can empower yourself with to then make these X, Y, and Z changes. And I really do appreciate that in your content. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And so I guess kind of going off of that, I want to chat. I want to chat a lot of things with you today. So this is going to be hard to (laughs) to really limit it down into one episode. But first and foremost, I think it would be super helpful for the audience if we could talk about all things feminine energy. Like I personally love this topic. It is something that I've been actively working on for, I would say, the past year or so of like really tapping into my feminine energy in a very um, masculine way energy dominated world. And I am so intrigued to talk to you more about this because I feel like you are a voice that is not always heard in, or at least amplified in this very um, like traditional or modern society. And so I'm curious to hear from you, like, what does it even mean to be in your feminine energy and how can we tap more into that as women? The reason I started my TikTok literally just to see what TikTok is on the 1st of August, 2022, I just remembered that date because it was the first of something. And it's only been, I don't know, five, six months. I don't know how long it's been, half a year. And it's almost at a million, a half a million, sorry. And that's not a like a numbers thing at all. The, the point is to say, I had an Instagram. I was doing a lot before for many, many years. Um, you know, I was working in this industry, but I never talked about the message of feminine energy or women or what I think it is to be a woman because I just felt that that's my personal knowledge and how I conduct my life. But the fact that I suddenly just decide to put it on TikTok just to see what happens and it resonates means that women are tired. I am tired of being a shit man. I don't want to be a shit man. I want to be an amazing woman. And oh my God, the the level of stress that a woman is under trying to be in her masculine when she isn't intrinsically that way. I think the statistics is in psychology, about 5% to 10% of women are naturally masculine minded. They have natural masculine traits and for them, fantastic. And feminine men are sometimes fantastic too. For those people, there's a polarity in life. It's the yin and yang, but most women are naturally feminine energy. So when I talk about it and I say it's more about not chasing, allowing yourself to be yourself, not pushing in life, letting things come to you, um, energetic abundance, people are like, oh my God, I can relax. Women are just like, the messages I get is just ones of like, finally, I can just be myself. Because if you think about history and how it's been, there's a lot of conversation about women's oppression, but history is not that short. It's not just what happened recently. It's tribal living. It's how human beings have evolved. We're not ta- we're talking every time I talk online, I get, oh, you want to be a 1950s housewife. What's it got to do with 1950s? That's like such a small, small iota of 
of human history. No, I want maybe I want to be some kind of Celtic goddess. I don't know. Not necessarily, but do you know what I mean? I want yeah. to like the body that I'm in, and that's a feminine body. I like want to like the face I'm in, and that is appreciating a cultural background. I get a lot of women asking me, you know, how do I like my features? And that is, you know, appreciate where you came from, your ancestors, everyone who's lived before you and made you be alive in this body. They've survived wars, famines, all these things, all these incredible women came before you for you to be here moaning about your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that's feminine energy, pride in your femininity, knowing that it's powerful, not trying to be a shit man in a masculine built world because this industry is built by men. That's fine. We can use it. 100%. Yes. And I think there's a huge problem here. And I was even talking about this with a friend the other day is that I think as women nowadays, we get praised for being in our masculine. Like that is more what's praised these days. And the problem is I'm seeing a lot of us women, I'm noticing even in myself a bit of just, it is not in our nature in our innate nature, who we are leads leading to burnout, not being able to do it all. Like, you know, we're getting praise for being in our masculine. You know what I mean? And even in the cycle of what it is to be a woman, if you have your cycle and you have your period or, um, you are in tune with that. Sometimes you'll be tired. Then, you know, you might not work when you have your period. Then you're ovulating and you're very powerful and strong. If work world was built around women, we would have a work system where you don't work a nine to five, but you work some kind of cyclical version of it. Like maybe you work a lot of hours when you when you're at your peak and then you have 10 five days off. And maybe we have communities where our children can be with us. But, but because we're trying to fit into a masculine world, a nine to five where our kids go to a care or whatever, we are literally trying to adjust to what men built to suit men. Because they can work consistently like that. I see it in my husband. I've seen it in my past partners. And it's written down in literature that the more men are put under stress, the more they develop and thrive. It's like a muscle when it goes to the gym. And if you do the same thing to a woman, stress literally depletes her. Why is that? We're different. We're just different. Wow. I'm here to say that I want to be empowered in being a woman, not to be empowered to be a shit man, but to be empowered to be who I am. And if that means saying, I'm tired, I don't want to do this, or actually I want to be celebrated. This is not me personally, because I actually have a lot of masculine energy in me, but I want to be celebrated for being at home with my three children. I'm sorry, I'm raising the next generation of three children, three human beings who might be workers, you know, in society. Why is that not enough? That conversation pisses me off more than more than anything and I'm not even a stay-at-home parent I just cannot when women look apologetic and they look down at the floor and they're like oh yeah I'm just a mom just a mom I would rather work two jobs than stay with a toddler all day in the house it is hard work 100 percent. it's a skill set I'm telling you so how can we actually be more in our feminine in this modern modern world? Like, what are some tangible pieces of advice? Like, what can we do if we feel like we're, you know, in that situation where it's like, okay, I feel like I'm too much in my masculine. Like, what can I do? I mean, the tangible thing is to understand that you, number one, are not going to de derive value from performing in any kind of societal hierarchy. That, you know what, if you in really, really intrinsically in yourself want to make partner at a law firm, you do that. But if you've got any inkling that, uh, I don't know, it's just not for me. I'm just trying to make my mom or dad proud. Take a step back. No one's going to remember you after you're gone anyway. I know this is a bit morose, but live for yourself. And if that means enjoying your life and doing something more creative, more enjoyable, do it. You will become successful. A lot of us women have skill sets that men don't have and would dream to have. Just step more into what you intrinsically feel you are and want to do. We have really good intuition. Stop listening to outside voices. We don't need to be pushed into something that we don't want to be. Also, don't surround yourself with people who devalue you and don't love you. The worst thing you can do to kill your feminine energy is to chase people who do not value you, family members, boyfriends, friends, the whole idea of femininity is not necessarily picking flowers and running through the field. For me, for some people it is. For me, it's boundaries. 
For me, the masculine reaches towards what they want, but the feminine builds extreme boundaries. So I let what I want come to me. For example, on TikTok, I put my content out. I'm not going to chase anyone to, to look at it. I'm not going to do any of that. It's just what I do. It's what I enjoy. It's what I'm going to do. But I also have very strong boundaries in my relationships with my friends, because that is literally femininity is boundaries. If you think about it in an old fashioned sort of way, um, the man approaches the woman and she says whether she likes him or not. Mm. She is the user of her reality. And I see that energetically as well. I choose my reality. If I don't like that, I'm not going to be around that without apologies. Okay. I I completely agree with that. The boundaries thing is huge. And it just reminded me of something I've seen on your TikTok before is, you know, being like the good girl. So mm. can we talk about that for a second? Like, how can we gonna, kind of get out of that mentality and like create boundaries for ourselves? Like, why should we not be striving to be this like good girl anymore? You know, it's my favorite concept um, because it, it was the hardest one for me to achieve. Mm-hmm. I- grew up um obviously normal school system in the uk where you know you've got to make grades to to pass um to make your parents happy my dad wasn't around and my childhood fantasies like one day when i'm like smart enough pretty enough whatever enough i even did miss universe and came second right in in the uk in order so that my dad would go oh now i like her look at her um didn't happen but the, the reality is is like i just realized i'm going to get so much more out of life with men, especially, I know it might not be about men for you, but if, if, if you want to hear about this, if I just make myself happy, the most attractive thing for a man, oh my God, is a happy woman, happy in herself, doing her own thing, reaching for her own ideals, um, having boundaries. She's happy. He wants to a lot of the problems women have is like, oh, I don't know how to make him more attracted to me to chase me. The chase is not about like um, chasing you for a date or all those things. Chasing is about being this almost like something for him to reach. Today you're learning Spanish, tomorrow you're doing something else. You've got another interest. He's always like, wow, what's she doing? Where's she going? And that is about being happy instead of good. If you are constantly trying to be good, like I was trying to be my whole life, trying to achieve, trying to get my grades, trying to like be Miss Universe for some reason. Um, what happens is you get tired and you get resentful. And the ugliest thing is resentment. It is so ugly. And then women sit there and they're like, I'm doing everything. I'm cleaning the house. I'm looking after the kids. I'm working a job. And he's lying there on the sofa, on the couch, and he doesn't appreciate me. He's not worshiping me. He doesn't love me. He doesn't do nothing for me. And I'm like, because you've literally created a character that you're doing everything good, but you are so resentful during doing it that it's actually repulsive. And I hate to say it. I don't want to put the blame on women, but I'm talking to women. And, you know, if I was talking to men, I'd say something else. And the way to do that is just to drop the role of a good girl. Just drop it. Forget it. He likes you to do this. You don't feel like it. Follow your instinct and your intuition. Do you know how hard it was for me in my marriage when he was like, oh, can you make this or cook me this? Or can you drive and get me this? To be like, no, I don't want to. I'm tired. Wow. Without without going, oh, because I did this and this and I did this one and that one. Just, no, I don't want to right now. Oh my God. It was like, it was, it was so hard and it might sound weird, but when you really like someone as a woman, you just want to make them happy and you Mm -hmm. fall into this mothering role of being good. You've done this, you've done that. You, 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 I see women, if a guy's calling and they're mid, like, I don't know, shopping and they've got their shopping cart and they're trying to like get their bag and he's calling, she drops everything, tries to answer his phone call. What are you doing? Mm. Why good on time, consistent, all these things, just be yourself, be happy and you will attract men, things in life, money, whatever it is, because literally women get crushed under the way of trying to be good. 100%. And I think as women, our natural instinct is to give, give, give. And, you know, if you love someone, you really want to. But I think we forget that it's actually we need to keep making ourselves a priority, especially in relationships and in dating and, you know, putting that value into ourselves. And this kind of reminds me of something, even just personally with myself, that maybe we can, you know, dive into a little bit is that I, I noticed that I was putting myself in a role. This was a really hard realization to get to, by the way. I 
I was putting myself in a role where I wasn't getting what I wanted because I, okay, back up. I was always attracting guys that I felt like I was helping and I was doing more and I was investing and doing all these things for, and, you know, they would come for me, come to me for advice and for help. And I was kept lifting them up, lifting them up. And I go, hold on a second. It's because I am literally putting myself in this role, in this position from the get-go, from when we first started even dating to be, you know, give, give, give and help, help, help to the point where I was like, what the hell? I'm not getting this in return. So I guess, because I feel like this is a theme for a lot of women. And I guess just like what pieces of advice would you give as we're kind of like navigating that journey or like the roles that we can play to, you know, therefore achieve what we want, even in the early stages? I think men are very smart. Um, This whole, what do you bring to the table? Malaki that they're pushing. They write, like to write on my um, socials like, oh, but w- you're going to be useless then. No one's going to want you. You're never going to get married. Funny mm-hmm. because you've been married for 10 years, but that's another point. They like they like to push this whole rhetoric and I like to almost use it as self-affirmation. The more useless I am and you can just love me for being me, the better. I don't want you. The feminine wants to be loved just for being and the men and the masculine wants to be loved for doing, right? Mm. So- talking to a woman imagine a man sitting across from you and he says to you you know what I love being with you because you're just so determined you always take care of us you're doing the right things for us and you're always on time and you're so consistent and I know you'll be there for me you'll be like oh that's nice but inside you literally feel what did you just say you know oh my gosh yeah you're so right like that that makes you cringe, right? You're like, what do you want from me? That's because your feminine, which is your natural state is like, I don't want that. How about if you looked at you and he said, I love you for being you. Look at the way you're sitting there. Look at your eyes. Look at how you just inspire. Oh my God, you! I, I cannot stop looking at you just for nothing, for nothing. And you feel like, oh my God, he he loves me. He, he I would do anything for you. I love you just because. Whilst vice versa, if you tell a man, I love you, your body's so amazing. Look at you sitting there. You're just an angel, my cherub it literally will kill the masculinity in him. And that's a really hard thing to learn because as women, we give what we hope to receive. But what you need to tell him is like, literally what you cringed at is what he needs to hear Mm. because that's masculinity. You're there for me. You're consistent. I love how you did that. Wow, you achieved that at work? Don't know anyone who could. You know, you can even butter up a little bit more. Like you'll be surprised. It sounds stupid. But if you talk like that to men, they kind of, see value in themselves mm-hmm. yeah that's what they're needing so for me in dating I think the biggest thing that you can do is be okay with bringing nothing just be okay with it sit in that I don't mean do nothing I I get a lot of messages from men like what so she's not going to do it of course she's going to do something you know why because we as women already do too much we're working at 99 percent in our relationships of, of trying to give to someone else whilst the man when he sees a woman doing that much he gives her that one percent if you just sit back and go do you know what I just want to be liked for being me I'm just going to be here I'm going to reciprocate he texts me I'll text him back he wants to go out I'll go out I'll be so excited about what he's created oh my god you planned this restaurant you knew I like sushi oh my god you're so thoughtful you know it's it's about open amazing happy energy but it's not about trying to do something for him mm. what if he's a whole grown man Men used to like conquer worlds and countries. And now you're like, oh, but maybe he doesn't know that I want him to text. Maybe I'll just quickly, what are you doing? And then you want to marry him. And then you're like, but he doesn't take initiative to do things around the house. Well, you married him like that. What do you want from him? You married him fully in your masculine, doing everything for him, organizing everything, reaching out, doing it all. And then you're shocked. Why are you shocked? Wow. Okay. That, it, that hits deep. That really hits deep. And I, I think a lot of people need to hear that because it's true. It's reality. And so I guess yeah. female narcissism and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it just came to me. Um, you know, toxic masculinity is, you know, control, putting women down. We all know it. We'll talk about it. Do you know what toxic femininity is? Because there is toxic feminine traits and those you can see in girls in high school, they can literally destroy your reputation in groups of girls. Women are not as physically strong and they're not as, um, you know, biologically um, imposing, but we have our skill sets. And toxic femininity for me in a relationship 
is deciding that the man is incompetent, taking all control and just doing everything for him and then complaining about it. Mm. That's what we do now. It's, it's the whole notion of the devouring mother. If you ever listen to Mr. Peterson, he talks about it a lot. Um, it's, it's, you know, how a woman acts towards her children where she just controls everything. Timmy, have you put your socks on? Are you, are you eating the gluten-free bread? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? That kind of energy transfers onto her man. He's not yours. He's not your child. Leave him alone. My husband, um, drank Coca-Cola, ate ice cream, whatever. I was on a, you know, for a long time, I didn't, you know, drink all that stuff. I didn't eat all that food. Do you think once I even told him don't eat that? No. Grown man, he's almost 10 years older than me. Why am I going to tell him what to do? I am an example, though. He doesn't do that anymore. How? By just watching me. Mm. Mind to, to, to control. Yes. And that's toxic femininity. Toxic femininity. That's a good one. That needs to be talked about, too. I like it. It exists, but we like to play some kind of role of innocence, right? Victim. Again, I like to talk to women. So if I made a whole channel for men, I would be talking about how they can improve their toxicity in their own life and all this stuff. But that's not that's not my lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we really need to take ownership of these things. If we want these better relationships, that's what we're going to have to, you know, come to and realize. I think if, if if he's going to protect you physically, I mean, if someone attacks you on the street, you kind of expect him to, to protect you a little bit, at least. Mm-hmm. If you expect and you have children, and I believe in this, that he should be able to, you should be able to live just on his salary in the time when your children are young. It might not be a bougie lifestyle, but he's got to be able to be okay with that because you don't know what's going to happen when you have a young child. You don't know. There's gam- risks you're taking. And um, it's not as easy as they make it seem in the movies where you just put the kid in a, in a, some kind of, with some kind of nanny. That's just not how it works. One of you is always going to have to leave work to look after that child. That child is completely um, incapable of self-care or anything. So for that short amount of time, he's going to be able to take care of that. But as a woman, we also need to put some responsibility on us. I believe women have a role of spiritual protection and emotional protection in a relationship so that if he is working and he's doing all these things for you and he's loyal but every day you are just attacking him morally and nagging him and attacking him and you're not this you're not this you're not this you're not this that is actually abuse but what we say oh but he doesn't put his cups away so if he married him and he never puts his cups away you're now abusing him where where is that going to get us Mm. what's the solution are you going to pick up that cup are you going to hire someone to do it what are we going to do because carrying on in the same way is not going to work yeah I see that in relationships a lot and I think I used to play more of that role too when I was younger and just like less aware of these things and now I'm starting to get a little bit older and I'm starting to realize like wow that really isn't the way that I want to be in a relationship too. Like nobody wants to feel like that nagging, like you talk like that friend. You wouldn't. Right. You would imagine. So what can women do? I guess like, especially maybe even in the earlier, you know, parts of dating to really make sure they're setting their, themselves up for success. If, if they want to, you know, be in more of that feminine role, what can we mm-hmm. do? You need to let go of um, attachment to men who haven't become anything to do with you yet. He's not your boyfriend. He's not your husband. Women get very attached. You know why? Because of the biological reason of if you sleep with someone, he might become the father of your child. Your body doesn't know you're on contraception. Your body doesn't know that you maybe timed your cycle and you won't get pregnant. We get an attachment to that guy. That's why it might be wise not to sleep with the man until you really truly understand where what his intentions are for you and where he's going. It's very annoying because we've been liberated to kind of understand that, you know, oh, well, let's just sleep with everyone. And trust me, I'm not coming from a, a world where like, you know, I wait a year or something like that. But the reality is, that once you do sleep with him, you're attached. And in your head, he's now your husband, in your in your biological head. And so when he's not doing the things to amplify your feminine energy, like creating dates, looking out for you, you know, not seeing other women, looking up other women online, you're here going, oh, but he's my husband, so I've got to make it work. He's not your husband. He's no one to you. He's not created any life with you. So controversially, I think don't sleep with him soon and date many men. 
And I don't mean like many men at once and sleep with them all, but really keep your options open and, and, and be in your feminine means they're courting you. So until he's decided what he wants with you and he's reaching out to you to make that happen, because men will make anything happen. Trust me, they're not the babies that we think they are. Be open, enjoy your life, date many people, don't sleep with them until one goes, no, no, I, I, I'm going to lock this down. And then you say, these are my boundaries. I want, you know, to be married in a year. I want to live in Bermuda. What do you think about that? And he'll say yes or no. That's boundaries, your, your ideas of what you want your life to be. So when you're dating and you've already slept with a guy and you've triggered that response in yourself that, oh my God, he's now my future husband. I've got to make it work. That's where shit hits the fan. This is where it gets bad because now you're going to perform tasks in order to make it work. You're going to do things to make it work. You're going to chase him. You're going to set the dates. You're going to do all those things. Don't do it. Stop yourself. Keep going as you mean to carry on. If you're going to put all the effort in and make it all work, like you said yourself, you used to do and do all the doing while he does all the receiving, There will it will never change. However, if you enjoy it, by all means. By all means, if you enjoy being the doer and, and you know, he's just there along for the ride and he's not really sure and you're like, yeah, I'll make you sure. I'm going to do all the things to make you sure. You're literally in your masculine. Mm -hmm. So don't come to me when you're 10 years in going, I'm depleted. He does nothing for me. Well, you courted him. You chased him. So it might be a painful uh, thing to do and a painful lesson to say, you know what, you're going to lose some guys. You're going to, yeah, you're going to lose some guys that you think are so cute and so attractive and so amazing, but you're going to save yourself 10 years of being with somebody who is not doing a lot for you. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I feel like the way relationships start and like even in the dating stages is very telling to how it's going to be in the long term. Like, it's not like things are just going to like, like the roles you know it's not just like oh magically it's going to switch one day if this is how you started things i uh, met my husband in the uk three months later he moved to australia for work he's australian okay i was like this is at the time when i was learning all this stuff before i was so desperate in relationships oh my god i was so masculine um i can tell you some stories disgusting and um i he he moved here and i was like oh my god i really like this guy what am i gonna do I came here to visit him. He bought me a ticket. Cool. I went back. I went back to work. He said, come again. So I said, I'll meet you halfway in Europe. We met in Europe. And I said to him, because this is the hard learning curve of being in your feminine. You've got to set your boundary. Because I thought realistically, if I'm going to keep traveling to Australia, a whole 24 hours and thousands and thousands of dollars on tickets, what am I doing? Am I some kind of pizza delivery service of like when he wants to hang out, hang out with a chick, I'm going to be delivered and then go back home and work and then my work suffering. What, what am I doing? I said to him, listen, I don't want you to answer me now. Shh, don't answer me now. Let's not talk about it, but um, I'm not going to be able to come many more times or even at all um, because it's going to be at a detriment to my life. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of travel. I'm taking time off work for a boyfriend, which I think you think of yourself as right now. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. However, if you want something more serious, don't answer me now because men will say some crap. So give them time. I said, don't answer me now. If you want to have a more serious relationship, I don't know what paradigm that that kind of looks like or what you think of that to be. Let me know in the next three months. And if you don't know hard feelings, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be sad. Well, I'll be sad because I really like you. I really like you a lot and I'd like things with you. But if not, then not because, you know, you've moved far away. You know, maybe you're starting a new life. He proposed to me three months later. And I'm not saying the goal is marriage. I'm not saying the goal is a proposal. I'm saying I don't want a life where I'm running around like a pizza being delivered. It doesn't make me feel good. It does not make me feel good. And that's the whole lesson of femininity. What makes you feel good? I, it makes me feel good to be chosen. It makes me feel good to be chosen by him and to be like, I want to marry you, which I didn't even intend to necessarily mean. I just wanted some kind of plan or some kind of, you know, like, why am I traveling like this for? And I think the biggest thing in dating and being in your feminine energy is knowing that if you set a boundary, I was playing the risk that he could have said, okay, bye. And that I would have had to accept that. And that would have been okay because otherwise what's the alternative? I would have been five, six years in going, oh, I'm so tired of traveling all the way to Australia. I just don't know what to do. Can you help me to my friends, you know? But I've set it up that way. 
why should he change if I'm the one delivering myself constantly? Mm, that's such an interesting story. I didn't even know that. I, I really liked the risk to be in your feminine. You have to take the risk to set a boundary to get the end result. So I think a lot of women nowadays, though, are scared to speak up for like what they want. And it it's actually, I, I, I believe, tell me what you think, probably more feminine, right? To say exactly what it is that you want. That is part of the boundary setting. You don't say, I want you to blah, blah, blah. That's chasing. You say, I want to live in Oklahoma with three horses, um, three kids, and I don't know, whatever. Not with you. Frank, David, but that's what I want. This is my mission and this is my world. And this is the beauty that I want around me of what I want to create. Or I want an apartment and two Pomeranians in New York. And, you know, I want to be working with my partner. Say what it is. Then he can say, I can meet that or I cannot meet that. If you're watching a movie on a date with a guy and it's a movie about a cute holiday movie with a family, be like, I can't wait to have that one day. That is so cute. Mm-hmm. Why why are you saying that to me? Not with you. Relax. I'm just saying what I want. You know what I mean? Use humor. Use playfulness. Use all that stuff. Use your femininity to to communicate that. And if he doesn't want it, oh, my God. Please. You know, there's so many doors in here. Choose one. Leave. I don't care. (laughs) No. uh, I'm here to make someone's son happy. Yes. I agree. So then I guess I would ask, so the girlies can become a little bit more self-aware. What are the common mistakes you think that girls and people nowadays were, were making in dating? I'm thinking that if you sleep with him, he'll like you more. Mm. If you sleep with him, it will literally solidify the relationship in the moment as it stands. So if you've just met and it's a one night stand, he'll see you that way. Of course, relationships transcend it and that's fine and it happens often. But you've got the most leverage and the most gravitas to get the relationship to where you want it to be, where he's like, I'm committed to you. I want to keep seeing you. I really like you. Here's some gifts. If your love language is gift giving, he's doing that already. You're like, okay, I'll give him. It's like giving him a seal of approval. Feminine choosing the masculine is saying you are in this biological sphere man enough for me to mate with you as crass as that sounds I I give you a stamp tick of approval so if he's not doing anything and you sleep with him then that communicates to him that that's all he needs to do Mm. so so only give him that tick no, I, I don't believe in all this in six months or in one year or there's no hard and fast rules if you want a one night stand kind of guy and just to have a casual friend relationship where you sleep with him, sleep with him straight away. Cause then you communicate to him. Good. This is what we want. Number two, women go on a date and they ask all these questions of a guy, like it's an interview. Stop asking him questions. Talk about yourself. And I don't mean in a selfish way, like I like da da da, but just like, tell him about your world. Tell him about what you're doing. Stop asking. We, we are so others focused as women that we know all the right questions to ask and what we're doing you are interviewing him to come into your world you first need to let him know who you are he might not be for you and that's amazing because if he if every guy is for you then 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 there's there's a problem that means you're trying to people please with everybody right right so you you almost need to do everything in the beginning to set up who you are. And if he's crazy about you, oh my God, fantastic. Fantastic. You know, people like to go on different holidays. Some people like cities, some people like beaches. You can't be for everybody. So don't feel sad if, you know, you go on a date with a guy and you say who you are and, and you're not for him. Oh my God, I'm not for everybody. Imagine dating me. I have to like try and not talk to my husband as much as I like to talk because I'm like a talker. <laughs> So I would say those two things. Don't think that sleeping with him straight away is going to, you know, amplify your relationship in any way. Don't think that interviewing him and being so interested and don't think that being the good girl, always being there, being available, always coming to him, always, yes, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, you want burgers? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just do whatever. Say what you want. So I would say those three things. I love those. That's all very, very insightful. I guess my only question would be, Like you personally, how do you feel about the box theory then? I guess to go back to what you were saying as the first tip, like does a guy really know, you know, because I keep hearing about this, like, oh, he'll know, you know, if he wants to date you or just sleep with you in the beginning. And so then it doesn't really matter when you sleep with him. Like, what would you say to the box theory then? 
I would say that the whole reason um, that theory is correct, but a mute point is if you want to have self-value as a woman, unfortunately for you, my loves, whoever's listening to this, you need to understand that the more people you let into your space just to use your body is like letting people into somewhere very, very exclusive for no reason. If you do not want just a casual one night stand and you say, okay, I'll just let every guy in here into your personal space, onto your body, just to, just to, and then I'll find out if they want me or not anyway. You understand that after guy number 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, you are going to struggle with self-worth because why was I not good enough for him to stay? I don't care how you twist it, how you swing that cat, you're going to feel that way. The whole idea of of let him get to know me first and get to the level that I am happy with in order to give him the seal of approval is better for me is because I don't want to see you sad that like five guys have just slept with you and gone. Because no matter how much you understand psychologically in your head that maybe they just weren't looking for that kind of relationship, but now they've used you because you weren't looking for a one night stand. You're looking for a relationship. So they've taken something from you. And I don't care what you say, but I know every woman thinks that maybe if he does sleep with me and we hang out, and even if he's not looking for that kind of thing, maybe he'll change his mind. What happens after 10 guys don't change their mind? Mm-hmm. It's a protective thing. So don't let your use like some kind of drive through. And I know my, my analogy is a little bit crass and a little bit horrible, but that's how I talk. That's who I am. Um, I, I just think you need to be a little bit more, have a little more value to, to, to who comes in your space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I see what you're saying. Cause it, it is honestly more about yourself at that point and how you feel about yourself after how you, how you treat yourself. You wouldn't sit down and have a, a coffee with every person who walks past you. You're like, Oh, I don't want to talk to everybody. That's not for me. Yet you let everybody sleep with you. Not everybody, anybody who's cute. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's a good point. So I guess but if you want to sleep with people, just have a one night stand. You do you, because right. if that makes you, but that's not what women want. They want a relationship and they're letting these guys like trial me. No. Okay. Next one. Trial me. No. Okay. And if you want a different outcome, you have to do different things. Exactly. So I guess for all the girlies who have been, who are single, the single girls, or maybe the girls who have been single for a long time, what advice I guess, would you give to them to just have a positive mindset around it? Because I know as women, we can get so down on ourselves and we place a lot of our self-worth on like relationships. And we think, oh, relationship equals good and worthy and single equals bad and, you know, lonely, whatever. Like what advice can we help them with their mindset to be like, actually, no, like here's what, how you should look at being single. Look, um, there's a lot of advice online about how she, one should look at being single in terms of like, you know, you're still beautiful, you're still yourself, you're still powerful. But I'm going to say this, women are relationship focused. We as human beings are relationship focused. And what we just said is the reason that women feel like this. They feel like this because they've been rejected by 10 people in their mind. They haven't actually been rejected. Those guys weren't ready for relationships. But in their biology and in their mind, they've now been rejected by 10 guys. That is very, 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 very hard to come back from. Because unfortunately, feminine value, like I said, you just want to be loved for being you in our own minds, is set just by being loved by our community and people around us, friends, everybody included, right? A man can be like, not loved by anyone and then he makes an app becomes a billionaire and he feels amazing about himself i don't know many women who could do the same and feel great about themselves they would still have a feeling inside where they're like but i'm not loved or i'm not you know it doesn't even have to be with a partner women are people focused and men are thing focused so they can derive value from their accomplishments but we derive value in ourselves from our connections so if you feel that way about yourself Maybe it's because you haven't loved yourself enough. You haven't protected yourself enough. You haven't got rid of people who break your boundaries and don't love you enough. Maybe you need to stop sleeping with random people. Maybe you need to not be friends with that girl who always tells you horrible shit. Maybe you need to now start loving yourself in order for others to love you. Maybe that's your mind and your body saying, I'm single, this hurts me, but why am I single? Am I not open to men who maybe not over six foot three? You know, I mean, you need to be a little bit more critical. You need to understand why am I feeling lonely in myself? Like, why am I feeling that I haven't don't have these human connections that I want? How can I achieve them? Is it me or is it them? Is it the fact that I'm letting people in my life who don't give me value? Okay, let's get them out of here. Now that they're out of here, 
What's next? What am I going to do? Am I not open to people? Am I judging men about with their bank account and their height? Oh my God, like something's got to give. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Choose your women are very low on their values, but very high on these, um, you know, random things like heights and shoes and hats. Seriously, he treats you like this and then you're looking at his hat. No, no, no. You need to reset your value system. You need to value yourself, get those people out of your life so that you feel like a whole goddess and a whole temple. And you need to understand that. Okay, I feel bad about being single because I want human connections. What am I going to do about this? It doesn't devalue you. You're fine. But you need to understand that you need to make a shift. When I lost weight recently after having a child, people were like, you look great. You look fine. But I don't feel good leave me alone. I am not scared to say I want to be a certain weight that I was. I want to fit into my clothes. So if I'm single and I don't feel good, then maybe I want a partner. How do I do that? Not the advice that you're probably looking for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, but it's, it's a great, it's a great perspective shift because I think it's almost more empowering for women. And because it, because I think it helps place the, um, I don't know how I'm going to describe this, but I think it helps for you to take action within yourself. And I am always preaching that like everything starts within you and doing the internal work is how you achieve the external things you desire. So it's like, okay, if you are single for a long time and you desire a relationship, a lot of what you were saying is, well, actually, how can you increase your own like self-value and your self-love and how you feel about yourself, correct? So how can we get more in that place? Why why is it that you're single? What is it? What kind of men are we talking about? What happened? Let's analyze it and stop running away from the issue. Like if somebody severely underweight or overweight came to you, right? Like, um, and said, oh, you know, um, I just want to be happy in myself. You look at them and you say, but you're not happy. You want to gain some muscle? Let's say they're very, very underweight. You want to gain some muscle? You need to eat some protein? What do you need to do? They're like, no, no, I just want to be happy in myself. And I'm not saying that this new body is going to give them value when they start going to the gym and eating well. But it's what they want. You know, they want to be well. They want to look well. I, me, I enjoy being in a relationship. I like the growth aspect of being in a relationship. I like the little battles and the growth and the, you know, progression. And it just really amplifies who I am. If I was single, great, fantastic. But I feel like I wouldn't be single for long because I like that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess kind of going off of all that is just like how, I know you talk a lot about like confidence and self-love and stuff too. It's like, what are some pieces of advice you would give someone who's like, okay, I want to increase my self-love and like my self-worth and value. Like what can they start doing today? This is showing up for yourself. Um, If you're confident in your friend, you know that she'll show up. It's showing up for yourself. It's showing up for yourself. Like you would for somebody else. That's literally how I built my confidence. I, um, don't know everything. I'm happy to say I don't know everything. I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the coolest. I'm not the funnest. I'm not the nothingest, but I I will show up for myself because you are all you have. So first you need to start building that relationship with yourself. It's almost like you need to start dating yourself. Oh my God. It's so much fun to date yourself. Take yourself to the gym. What do you want to eat today? Oh my God. I don't know. What do you want to eat? Like talk to yourself. You know what I mean? We treat treat men like that we're like oh you know should I make you burritos today or something I don't know whatever people make men but you know what I mean start dating yourself start loving yourself and start showing up for yourself if you've got a gym in your um you know calendar go to the gym show up for yourself like you would show up for somebody else set your goals set your intentions manifest be so obsessed in your journey I have gotten to the point where I'm so obsessed with being myself I know this sounds so weird but it's like playing an avatar in a video yes. game yeah you know, like go what am I gonna do like and when you realize that you can literally shift energy and your life progression with with that it's amazing and I've had tragedies in my life I'm not saying that it comes from like some kind of just like happiness and abundance but even tragedy you can shape into a different mindset mm. showing up for yourself show up for yourself create the life you want become obsessed with your journey and who you are and who you want to be it's like that mission of being her in capitals, H-E-R, her. Who is her? Who is your ideal her? Like, who is she? Mm-hmm. You know, and- like, what's she dressed like? Who is she? Make sure you choose an avatar that's close to, like, I'm not going to choose J-Lo because I'm a lot taller and, like, 
Scandinavian looking, I guess, right? So I'm not going to choose that, even though she's beautiful. I'm going to choose someone who like I can kind of aim towards. Yeah, no, and I love that all of your pieces of advice is really aimed around this empowerment and like, yeah, building her. Like, who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? And then you create boundaries around that. It's like, okay, then I'm not going to accept anything less than what it is that I want. Like a big thing for me this year, I turned 25 a few months ago, was like, I'm going to raise my standards on all areas of my life. And it's like, okay, once you start raising that bar, you will soon quickly see how many things start just like dropping off because it's like, wow, I am not accepting anything that's not up here. And I'm ready to walk away from anything that's not. That's exactly what you want. I was 25 years old when I told my husband that, you know, I'm not going to keep traveling. And that's like raising the bar up. And I'm like, if you can jump over it, be my guest. But if you can't, then you can't because I'm trying to cultivate a life here. I want a lifestyle where, you know what it is? I've got so much in this world that I want to do. I cannot be worried about whether my man wants to be with me or not. Thank you. So the bar is going to be pretty high. I'd rather be single than with someone I'm trying to convince. And that's the actually, to go back to single, that's the beauty in being single. If you are on your mission and you're in your values and and you're on all these things and you've got the bar hanging there and you know what you want and nobody's jumped over it yet, you know that the guy, when he finally does get over there, that's the one. Mm -hmm. So true. And I think we waste too much of our energy and time on people who just aren't worthy of it. No. Who are they? Like we, as women, imagine that that's some kind of future person in our life. I don't know this guy. Who is he? Like, oh, I can't. Oh my God. Yeah. Something else that just came to mind was like the way we over romanticize men, especially in the beginning. It's like, first we need to, like, we create a whole life with them. The second we meet them. It's natural. That's why date many men, date yourself. Don't invest so much in one person. And you know who you actually in love with is yourself. Because when he says, oh, I can't talk right now because I'm just too, you know, deep into my, you know, meditation. I don't know. Say he's that kind of guy. You're like, oh my God, he's so deep. He meditates. Oh my God. Cause that's what you do. Mm. No, no, no. He's just rude and not replying to you. Stop giving him attributes of why you would do the thing he did. You know what I mean? Oh my God. He must've lost his phone. Oh my God. Um, his mom is a bit unwell. So that's why he's not replied to me in six months because he's so compassionate. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's what you are. You're compassionate. Stop giving him the attributes that you possess because you want to fit together with him. Mm, Okay. So we need to stop making excuses as well for men. (laughs) Like if he, I get that whole, if he wanted to, he would. It's not so black and white. It's more so if he hasn't done it, then you're going to spend your whole life chasing him and making him do it. Do you want to? Okay. So you don't necessarily believe it. If he wanted to, he would. People, people are, um, you know, there's no black and white. Some people are less proactive. Some people are more reserved. Some people do it faster. Um, you know, I get a lot of, uh, messages from women and clients I've had where they're like, oh, but he doesn't reply to me. And I'm like, yeah, but have you not noticed a pattern? He replies every Wednesday. That's his pattern. You want to be with him? Oh my God. To get a reply from my husband is like yelling down a well, you know what I mean? But he wants to be with me like we're married, right? So it's, it's, do you want to be with that pattern? Evaluate who that person is. So if he wanted to, he would is true uh, to an extent, but more so I would say if he's not making it happen and you have to, then you'll be doing that forever. And if that's what you want, then you go for it. And if not, then, then don't. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And we need to be more objectively, almost like looking at these things. It's less about the emotional piece and it's like more of like objectively okay he's showing who he is to me do I want to be with him yes or no here's my boundaries what's my decision auditioning you're Simon Cowell on American Idol you're seeing <laughs> who is this person in front of me what's he offering and you know this whole marrying for love malarkey has only come up recently what do you mean marrying for love love is one of them but what else what is it values future plans goals is he going to provide for your children? Do you even want that? Do you want to work full time? And he says, like, what are we, what are we talking about here? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. Having a, like building an enterprise. So true. So, so what are we, what company are we? Are we Google? Are we Ikea? Like what's our ethos? 
<laughs> I love you. So what? I love a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> you're so right. I, I love that. You're you're funnier than I thought you would be too. <laughs> I love that. This is great. Yeah. I want to wrap it up soon just with a few last questions um, from the followers. This one I think is really interesting. Somebody asked, and I think would be really helpful for a lot of people is, how to be more vulnerable and open to new relationships after a bad experience. Cause I think a lot of us women maybe have gone through, you know, some shit in the past. Maybe he was love bombing. Maybe he was narcissistic. Maybe, you know, he cheated, whatever the case may be. Like, how do we bounce back from that and like keep our hearts open and, you know, not be closed off to potentially good things. Number one, knowing that if you let, if you close off because of something that someone else did, they've won. You almost need to go in an offensive and be even more open and more excited about your future. Before I met my, my husband, four months before that, my ex cheated on me of five years. We had an apartment together, animals. I was like left with the apartment and trying to meet rent. Crazy madness. Instead of being like, right, that's it. All men are trash. I was like, okay, so I'm going to now have a better life. I'm now going to meet someone even better. I'm going to be more open. I'm going to be more trusting because you're like, yuck and you know I like myself and I deserve that don't let somebody else's treatment of you close you off mm. them exiting from your life with the bullshit that they did is an amazing thing do you know how much I like my ex now I like him so much because he did that I'm like thank god imagine if he didn't do that I wouldn't have met my husband <gasps> right right imagine I love that. Use that as fuel to be even more open because you know that there's some someone way better out there for you. There's good people and there is bad people and there's people in between. Just because you met an in-between person who's not sure about themselves. And you understand that if somebody cheats on you or treats you badly, what kind of uh, mentality that takes to, to you know, that person's not like this happy person who loves their life. They're not honest, like they're lying to themselves as well. So you know what, they did that to you. Let them let them go and understand that they exited for a reason. I love that. I love that. Makes so much sense. Everything you're saying in this episode, I'm like, yes, yes, I agree. I need this for myself in my life right now. <laughs> so I guess I would just wrap it up and ask you um, if there were any pieces of advice that you could give your younger self, because uh, we do have like a younger female audience of like, you know, things that you wish you would have heard when you're younger, if you have like a top two or three pieces of advice that you really want people to go home with, what do you think it would be? Um, if you're young, understand that um, right now your youth is your superpower. Don't try and act like um, you know everything uh, because when you get to your 30s, you look back and you realize how beautiful it is to have youth on your side and how much you can learn and, and do just by saying, I don't know. And um, I'd like to do this and this and so many things you can try. You've got time, your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties to know stuff, to become a professional, to do the best. But if you're in your early twenties and teens, just really be in that moment. It's the same thing I say for people who are mothers, like with young children, they're like, oh my God, they're driving me crazy. I haven't washed my hair in a week. This is so hard. I'm like, this is the stage. It's going to pass. Everything passes. I look back at my young self and I'm like, oh my God, I should have been just so much more vulnerable with life. You know, just enjoyed being young, not tried to, I wore more sophisticated clothes back in my early twenties than I do now. I probably looked older, like from far away than I do now. Like, why am I trying to play an adult when that's not the phase? This is the phase of exploration and doing so much for yourself. Another thing I would tell my younger self is um, um, create boundaries. Don't let everybody who wants to be around you, be around you. If they've hurt you, if you don't feel good, don't be around that person. There's other people. This whole planet is filled with people. Uh, and the universe can only understand what you will accept if you reject other things. You cannot buy more clothes and fit them in your wardrobe if it's stuffed with old shit, energetically speaking. That's what I would say. Oh, I love those. That is such a beautiful way to close out the episode. So thank you so much, Margarita. For coming on, I really want everyone who's listening to go and follow you. So please share where they can follow you. And if um, I think you have something that you're offering for feminine energy as well. So please feel free to share that. I created a, a course, um, a 20 feminine energy steps course. I'll send you it, by the way. Um, it's an hour and a half video of just principles that 
everybody was asking me, so what are the principles? What are the principles? And they're so hard to exactly, you know, talk about quickly. So it was step from one to 20, from where you are to where you get to. The last steps are dating. The first steps are just self-confidence. Um, so you can get that on margaritanazarenko.com. Um, my TikTok is margarita.nazarenko. My Instagram, where it's a little bit more personal, you get to see my um, chubby toddler on there. And um, I've got a YouTube channel that I'm going to be posting on a lot more because um, people want this kind of content. So Amazing. I'll have everything linked in the show notes for you guys, but definitely go check her out. Margarita, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. So thank you again having me you're wonderful you're such a bright light in the in the space that we're in thank you